Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and hit record. So whenever you're ready to do that thing, go ahead and go for it. Hi, I'm Steve Hafner, stevehafner.com, and you are listening to Jeff Smith and the magic of Vroom Vroom Veer. Well done. The magic. The magic of Vroom Vroom Veer. <laughs> the magic of the mystery. That is Vroom Vroom Veer. Okay, I'm going to hit stop. I'll be right back. Are you ready to thoughtfully steer away from your revved up, frenzied, and far too often scripted life? Then welcome to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith, where he guides you down the road differently traveled by sharing unique experiences with guests who have managed to shift away from a life stuck on cruise control and veered their way into a more authentic and fulfilling one in all sorts of interesting and kind of remarkable ways. Get ready to Vroom Vroom Veer with your differently traveled road chauffeur, Jeff Smith. Amber James, thank you so much for being on Vroom Vroom Veer and welcome to the show. How's it going? Oh, it's going good. Thank you so much for having me on today. Hey, this is a blast so far. Uh, I'm enjoying hanging out with you and Penny Lane there on your lap. Uh, Penny is like the cutest dog ever. <laughs> oh my gosh. She's okay. She's about to turn one year old and she's okay. just, she is an Italian greyhound. So she's wow. not going to be more than. So 12 pounds is full grown. Okay. And that's all the bigger she's going to get. So gotcha. all she ever wants to do is just sit on my lap and be with me. So she's my little personal assistant who no, might be it. chiming in from time to time. During <laughs> I, the love podcast. I love it. <laughs> yes. I, I hope to hear some yips and yaps and barks. Yes. <laughs> you, you probably will. <laughs> okay. So outside of Penny Lane on your lap. So talk a little bit about uh, what's most going on, uh, most exciting thing going on in in Amber James land today. Yeah, so m the biggest thing is I'm actually going to be releasing my first memoir uh, wow. next month on July 18th. It's cool. called I Blew Up My Life and I've Never Been Happier. That's awesome. It really does chronicle a lot of, yeah, I thought I had the perfect on paper life that society told me I needed. Yeah. Uh, but I quickly realized I checked all the boxes and I was still so unhappy. So it was really about coming to a come to Jesus moment. Of, yeah. Okay. I got to light this up and find the true happiness that what is going to make me super excited and ready to get up every single day. Amen. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> it took me a lot longer, <laughs> but good for you. So let's go, let's go back in time and, and figure out like what that life looked like and how you got there. Yeah. So where did you yeah. grow up? What part of the country did you grow up? Yes. Yeah, so I actually grew up near Cleveland, Ohio, the Midwest. Um, you know, it was awesome. a good place to yeah. grow up. Uh, but you know, I always knew from a young age that I was like, I'm meant for something bigger than this and mm. I want to be, I want to go out into the world. And I was sure, like, there sure. has to be more to that than just this. Like yeah, I say Cleveland, but really it's like, I grew up in this very small, like farm town yeah. surrounded by cornfields yeah. and cows. Same. Like that's where I grew up. Same. Um, yeah, yeah. But as a kid, it was great. You know, it got yeah, to like, yeah. you know, we'd get lost in the cornfields and yep. go run around in the woods and it was a yeah. lot of fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I was in Michigan, you were in Ohio. Right. So, oh, wow. and my, my, my mom grew up on a farm in Wisconsin. So I was right on the Wisconsin, oh. Michigan border. 
So, oh my gosh, same childhood, yeah. you know, different, yeah, different decade, it. same childhood. <laughs> I was like, wait, did you ever come to like Sandusky and go to Cedar Point at ever? Did you visit? Uh, I've heard of Cedar Point. Oh, okay. I've been to, I think I went to Cleveland. Yeah, I think I, because yeah. isn't, wait a minute, I have to figure out. So I've been to Cincinnati. Uh, okay. What's the other, where is it, is Cleveland where, um, where Wright Pat is, is that, is that Cleveland or is that somewhere else in Ohio? Wright Patterson Air Force Base? Is that somewhere else? I don't know. Probably somewhere else. It's probably somewhere else. <laughs> is yeah. that terrible? I don't know. I'm like, oh. No. I love no. that I'm like Cleveland. I, I I'm like Rock Hall. Rock, Cleveland, there you Indiana. go. Cleveland Rocks, right? What's, what are <laughs> yeah. the other cities in, in, in Ohio? So well, Columbus is really big. Columbus, I mean, that's the right, capital. And right. like Ohio, um, Ohio State University is down there. So right. there's a lot to do. Cincy. Um, Cincy's way down oh. south. Cincy's way, yeah, really close to the Kentucky border. Right, right, um, right. You fly yep. into Kentucky, right. Yes, you do. You do. That's I correct. actually just, uh, I went to Cincy <laughs> like uh, uh, last year, the like mm-hmm. November. Cincy was cool. It was really fun. Yeah, it's actually a really cool part of the state. It's like it what is. was crazy is I grew up in Ohio, but because I'm in like the northeast part, you know, near right. Cleveland, I never got to Cincinnati until like after I graduated college. You know, that's okay. <laughs> you know, you you live in Ohio. It's like Michigan is so big too. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. So I get it. You know. Yeah. You you yep. only go to a place when you have a reason to go. That's that's my. That, that is true. And like, yeah, my friends moved there, and I was like, <laughs> "Now I can I go. go." Right, right. I should probably go. <clears throat> there you go. Okay, so you you had a similar childhood, obviously a couple mm-hmm. decades removed. I grew up in the seventies and eighties, so uh, <laughs> way different. You know, really cool clothes mm-hmm. and weird music. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, we had our bell bottoms in high school. We brought those back. <laughs> Wow. Oh, that's awesome. I had no idea bell bottoms yeah. came back. So oh, yeah. what decade were you in high school? Were you so uh, high school? It was like early 2000s. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Yeah. And bell bottoms yeah. came back in high school. That's wackadoo. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. My mom was always like, I never thought this would come back. And it's so funny. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's hilarious. Like, These are so cool. That She's was like, like 70s, right? I think the bell bottoms yeah. were 70s. <laughs> Yeah, they were. They came back for a, a brief moment. Yeah, yeah. So did did you like wear out the 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 cuffs on the bottom and they get all shredded and shit? Yeah. Like you, you wanted to step on the bottom, right? Because that was part of they the thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Oh, that's so great. Ridiculous. Yeah. So those were so out when I was when I was around, right? So because I didn't even. I I think. Like I remember they called them flares when I was young and mm-hmm. I wore them once, I think. And I went, these are dumb. Who would, <laughs> but then I think they called the straight legs like stovepipe, Right. Oh yeah. So that was what was cool in the eighties, which is, it's just fashion is whack. <laughs> it makes it's, no sense. It's wild. Yeah. It I is. don't think anybody. Yeah. No, it's just, it's just ways to go. Okay. This is what we are. Right. And we're different mm-hmm. than you anyway. So, yeah. so what was high school like for you outside of wearing weird pants? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, high school was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I feel like I was in, I wasn't really like, a nerdy group or a popular group. I sort of just oh. floated among the different groups. You were um, an ambassador like me. 
I think so. Yeah. yeah. I, I was on the tennis team, which was a lot of fun. So okay. I played tennis. So that's like um, athletic. That, so you were almost cool, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I didn't say cool. I said almost cool. <laughs> almost cool. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're on the fringe of cool. Yes. Eh, eh, maybe. Maybe, uh, maybe not. Okay. But no, it, it was a good time. Um, but yeah, I think, like I said, I knew that I wanted to get out. And so like it was like totally. pedal to the metal. I still was like, I wanted to get straight A's. I wanted to have that 4.0 because gotcha. I wanted to get out. <laughs> I was like, I want to go. So you're, you're, you were, you were thinking like the academic is going to be my, my escape route kind of thing. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good for you. I, I, I didn't, I didn't have any sort of vision ever. <laughs> But look, like, so I grew up in northern Michigan, right? So like Mm -hmm. way, way too long winters, right? So like winter started in November and went to like May, you know, just way too much winter. So I was like, I got to get the hell out of here. But I had no plan. (laughs) Sometimes no plan is a good plan because then you have no expectations. You're like, well, however it happens, it's good. Kind of. Uh, I guess I, I got sold into the Air Force and it all worked out. That's what I'll say. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I went and signed up for community college and I had like this mm-hmm. whole like whatever you're supposed to class load. That was done. It was it was already signed up for. And then the Air Force recruiter called me and, you know, I was being nice and cordial. I was like, yeah, the military's not for me. So I went in and I talked to... I was going in to tell the, cr- the recruiter I was going to go to college and I wasn't going to join the Air Force. And he was sick that day. And his supervisor was sitting in his chair instead. Mm-hmm. And his supervisor was a really, really good salesman. And he was like, you want to get the hell out of Dodge. I can tell. And, he, and I'm like, well, yeah. And he's like, you know, the Air Force is really fun. Yeah, you know, basic is kind of a pain in the ass. But after that, it's really fun. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Okay. <laughs> 20 years later, I retired. (laughs) And he was right. It was really fun. Basic training was a pain in the ass. And and then the other 20 years was really fun. So, okay. So, all right. So you go to high school, you get your 4.0, right? Or whatever, Mm -hmm. really close. You're really good at tennis or not. I don't know. Uh, So what did did you you do after that? You went to college for what? Yeah. So I... You know what's crazy? I only had one college in mind that I wanted to go to, and it was Ohio University because okay. they had one of the best journalism programs in the whole country. Oh, wow. And I'm like, this this could not have worked out better that I grew up in Ohio and yeah. the best journalism school is right here, you know, like two yeah. hours from my house. Okay. So I legit put all my money, which kind of crazy. I put all my money down on applying to just Ohio University and was like, put all your eggs this- in one basket. Yes. And thankfully I got in and was accepted to the journalism school. Okay. And the rest is history. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So is that a party school? Um did you party? That was it like an animal house kind of scenario? Okay. Uh I wouldn't say animal house, but it was definitely a party school when I was there. I think it always ranked in the top like five party schools in the nation. Sweet. They had some really cool, like the Halloweens in Athens, Ohio, legit. Yeah. Well, some of the best parties because they really? closed out the whole downtown, the whole street wow. blocked off. So it's like a big street and party and they let everybody drink. Big street party right? and there's like 18 Food. bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 
It's wild. That's the best. I love it. <laughs> Good so, memories for y- sure. Yeah. It sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how did how did that all work out? So I mean, after college, did you like like go to class enough to like graduate with some <laughs> some learnings in your brain? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, yeah. So well, actually, uh, between my junior and senior year of college, right. I actually had an internship in New York City. So wow. I worked for the, well, it's now defunct, but it was Cosmo Girl magazine. Okay. So it was like wait the teen version of Cosmo. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. I was going, what? wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> so it, it sounded yeah. like, okay, okay. So if they were like going for alcoholic. the- well, Yeah, no, it just sounded like redundant. Cosmo Girl, yes. right? Like yes. th- like the grown up version is Cosmo Women, right? Or yeah. Woman. Okay. All right. I see where they're going. I I understand why it didn't work. <laughs> but I have to say, yeah, but I that's learned, a good that's a good internship. I learned right. more in three months with that on the job like internship totally. than I think I probably learned in class, which I yeah. think is always really accurate. You learn mm. more when you're like on the ground, right. really learning from people who've already done it and have experience. And D- did you actually do work work or yeah? Yeah. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> my my boss Rachel was. I have to give her like a huge shout out. Like yeah. Rachel Chang was like one of my favorite bosses that I've ever had. And right. she and I are still in touch to wow. this day. That's awesome. And, but she like trusted me. She like, let me go interview the Jonas brothers back when, back wow. in the day. Like, wow. when, when they were like at their height, height, you yeah. know, a yeah, pop yeah, startup. Yeah. Right. So I was interviewing them and I, I got to go to the, um, dark night premiere you know, and wow. oh, my gosh. oh my goodness, it was awesome. So it's like, I'm there like watching yeah. the movie next to like Christian Bale and all. Wow. And like, this is nuts. That's, but it that's was kind like, of crazy for a high school kid. Now I know why you like almost famous. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You were kind of like, I don't really want to be one of these people. I want to be one of these people that are like taking notes on the plane. Yeah. Like, I want to. <laughs> tell their stories it's like, almost like it's you're like an, such fascinating yeah you're like an alien anthropologist here is the uh, <laughs> rare breed of human celebrity <laughs> <laughs> the joe bros <laughs> but yeah so that That's was definitely awesome. a turning point for me and then you know because i was working within their entertainment division right i realized like oh you know oh when you go to journalism school, everybody's like, oh, you know, you're going to be like a crime reporter or right, right. Local investigative news. reporter. Yeah. Like yeah, we're yeah. going, you know, to the front lines of a war. Right, know? right, right. <laughs> but I was like, I knew that was never for me. But then okay. after I did this internship, I was like, oh, you can get paid to write about celebrities and yeah. hang out with them. <laughs> yeah. This is fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> best. Best f bomb ever. Yes. Sorry, am I allowed to curse on you? You are totally allowed to say <laughs> all the all the words. Okay, good. Uh, they're uh, they're all approved, and that was like really, really well. Good use of fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so good job. So okay. So b- before we leave this, because this is really fun, are there yeah. other highlights you want to bring up? Like, what was Nick Jonas like? Was he like cool or a douche? Or <laughs> he was actually, he was so nice. I, really? Although I have to say, between all of them, they're all super nice dudes. Okay, Kevin. 
I feel like Kevin is so underrated, but he and his wife are the sweetest. Okay. And like, okay. I've met them, like, even when the Jonas Brothers were broken up, you know, okay. like, Kevin Jonas is such a nice dude. Okay. He would, like, literally give you the, cl- like, shirt off his back if you needed it. Like, wow. if you were a total stranger. Like, wow. But all the guys are super nice and yeah, really yeah, yeah. fun. And, like, I've met them all individually and as a group wow. up to this point. So okay. I can say there's no drama there. No. They are, they're great. Okay. Well, they're a bad example because we want some dirt. <laughs> oh, there's plenty. Of, I mean, you know what's interesting? Is yeah. It's always like the C or D list celebrities okay. who come in hot. Yeah, come in hot. <laughs> come you know, in hot. They, they, so they like want to be tr- taken really seriously. So yeah, right, they're the right, ones right. that like, if you were to like joke like, oh, they only want, you know, the yellow starburst and like no other starburst or right, something. Right, right, right. It's like it's, those weird things or right. people that just think they're way bigger than what they actually are. It's <laughs> just fascinating where... You know, interview the, a Brad Pitt, Jennifer Aniston. Well, yeah. Nicest, nicest celebrities. Right. And they right. know they're famous. They don't have, you know. Right. They don't need you. And they're just trying to be gracious. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. They've already made it. Right. <laughs> yep. It's yep, weird yep. because it actually should be the opposite. One would think. I don't know. Yeah, no, you? not really. I mean, but if you're like a C or D or Z or, you know, you know, whatever. Right. And you're still mm-hmm. scrapping to. That's when you should be sucking up. You should be nice to everybody. That, but that, then again, everybody has their own strategies, you know. So yeah, I mean, like I said, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna. I won't, I won't name any names, but I definitely have had some crazy celebrity stories. I could probably write a whole book on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's book number two. Oh, uh, there you yeah. go. <laughs> we'll see. I, so okay. So let's talk about. Because I, I saw here that you were like a red carpet uh, yes. reporter. So, because yeah. I always thought that was like the weirdest thing. And then, <laughs> like, how do you come up with something to say? I mean, what what's that process like? I mean, like, is there like rules? <laughs> or, or are you no. just winging it? You're just winging it. You just, you're winging most it. Most of the time, you're just winging it. Like, especially like if you're not like a big, like, E! News or MTV that has the big camera crew. Okay. You know, sometimes you're just scrapping it and it's like, right. They're only going to talk to maybe four or five outlets. So okay. if you want to get your shot, you have to just be, I mean, there was one time it was like Justin Timberlake was walking down the red carpet right. and he wasn't talking to anybody. Okay. So I was like, you should be nominated, you know, for an Emmy for the social network. I just yeah. said it. Blurred it out. Sure. Blurted it out. And he literally turned around and was like, can you say that again? <laughs> like, he, he was like, you definitely didn't watch the movie. <laughs> but he gave me a chance. Then he came up to me and we just started talking. And uh-huh. we ended up getting the interview. So that's that's how it works. You got to just go for it. And you, that's know, awesome. you never know what you're going to have to ask. You can have a mental thing of questions, but right. sometimes you just have to be really scrappy and right, right. assertive to just put yourself out there. Does your brain kind of go wonky when you're when you're trying to come up with a question that sounds good? I mean, I, uh, I think mine would. I would be like, you know I really like your shoes. <laughs> I, I have no idea what to say. <laughs> you know, I would be like the worst. <laughs> Wait, okay, this has only happened once, so I can tell you 
it's not everyone was a win, but there was one time right. it was a total like foot and mouth moment yeah, yeah, yeah. where it was, right. it was a fashion designer and I asked her what she was wearing. <laughs> Oops. Oops. <laughs> because my brain went blank. I didn't know what else to ask. And that right. was the only thing. And I was like, as and it came out of my she, mouth, I was she, like, did she, I'm just kidding. I was like, oh, I'm just kidding. And uh, she uh, was like, oh, oh okay. okay. Good <laughs> save. <laughs> But like I said, I mean, um, I did that for nearly a decade, so I must have been pretty, pretty good. So, you know, I, I'm going to I'm going to give you a save. So I learned a very bad, a very good lesson in a bad way. So I guess there's this sort of unwritten rule, like when you're a, an enlisted person in the military say I was in the air force and I just became mm -hmm. what they, I was a master sergeant. So that's like a senior enlisted oh. person, right? Yeah. The first senior enlisted rank, right? So I'm like right at the edge of going to be somebody in the, in the enlisted rank, but that's as far as I went. So they made me do like, I was like the MC, like master mm -hmm. of ceremonies for this. Like, I can't remember like this monthly, promotion ceremony or something like that, right? Where I have to sit there and I read, right, the script. And I'm like, you know, MC. You know what an MC is. But before the show starts, the four-star general walks up to me and he's just, you know, doing his thing of BSing with everybody. And he comes up and he's just like, and, and he said something to me, and I don't remember what, right? But it, in my mind, it was like, oh, this is going to change what I say, right? <laughs> right? Right? Yes. Oh, no. And Exactly. And suddenly, I blurted out a question. I don't remember what the question was. But the, the answer was this look. Uh, okay. This look of, I can't believe you just asked me a question. Oh, no. And there was, thankfully, another a higher-ranking dude right next to me and said everything will, you know, he made it all go away. You know, he just... <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, man. But, he oh, saved yeah. the day. He saved the day. But, oh, my God. You know that that sinking feeling that you had when you said, who are you wearing? <laughs> I went, oh, I guess it's wrong to ask generals questions. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Can I still feel my face? Yeah. And then, uh -huh. So then anyway, then it, then it all went away. So lesson learned, don't ask generals yes. questions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lesson learned: Do not ask a fashion designer what they're wearing, even though everybody on E News—that's all they ever ask. I right. never ask that question to anyone ever again. Good call. <laughs> yes, yes, because you never know; they might be the person that's making the dress. Uh huh. Uh huh. Good to know. Good to know. Good to know. Pro tip. Pro tip. Exactly. <laughs> Keep that in my pocket. Yeah. Okay, so. That sounds awesome. Good for you. Uh, so did you actually get a job doing that after your yeah. internship? Okay. Let's talk a little yeah. bit about what that job was. Yeah. So this is kind of the crazy part of my story is graduating college. I thought I was probably going to go back to Cosmo Girl, but they were sort of in the beginning stages of turning it just digital and the magazine wasn't going to be there anymore. Oh, so okay. getting a job suddenly like wasn't even an option anymore. So I was starting from like, oh crap, I'm about to graduate and I don't have a job lined up and everybody else did. Wow. There was a part of me that was like, oh no, like what am I supposed to do? But my parents were like, 
How about you just try for a month? <laughs> See what happens. Okay. Take your graduation money. Go for a month. And see what happens. Okay. And I said, yes, I want to do that. Because I was kind of like, I sort of wanted to do it. And then I felt like maybe I needed their approval. But then it was sort of like, oh, no, I'm just doing this. Like, I, I know this is where I'm supposed to be. Okay. So, yeah, I moved into this cute little, like, guest townhouse on, like, the Upper East Side. That, wow. you know, was like a month-to-month lease, which is, like, okay. unheard of. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's unheard of. But, and it's crazy expensive. It's like through the roof. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't even Thank- imagine, but yes, it's Thankfully, like all your money. Yes. For a moment. Oh, oh yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. The cheapest apartment is, yeah, it's still going to be like fifteen, sixteen hundred $1,600. Crazy. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. And it's a shithole um, and it's tiny. Yes. Yeah. It's tiny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, so how long yeah. did that last? Okay. Um, so yeah, I started applying rapidly to all of these jobs. And okay. the one that stuck out though, which you'll laugh because it was so AOL Entertainment was like, oh, we're hiring like an entertainment journalist and to work for the website. Okay. And I'm like, that sounds kind of cool. Okay. I applied and legit within a week I had a job offer. Like an interview and a job wow. offer. Wow. And then they're like, how soon can you start? And I was like, Monday? <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome because the way you said it is is sort of like I noticed on your stuff that you mentioned AOL. And I went, wait a minute, AOL? And I went and yeah. went AOL.com and it's still there. I was like, what the it hell? Is? <laughs> it is a massive, massive there are so many people who work there. But yeah, it was like definitely. Had, and when, when was this again? So give us a time hack on that. So, okay. I graduated, yeah, in March of 2008. Okay. And then, you know, I stayed home for a couple months there and then moved to New York in, I believe it was June of 2008. And then two weeks later, I had my job. That's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's talk yeah. a little bit about how cool that job was. Was that a cool job? Oh, it was awesome. Okay. I feel like we were given a lot oh, of free reign too. And I also, because of my experience, you know, they were just kind of like, you know, write some entertainment news. You know, if somebody breaks up, write a story, do that. And I was like, I want to be out interviewing people. And they're like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I want to do it. And they're like, well, go, go see what you can do. Go get some stuff. Wow. And that was it? Wow. Before they, they were like, if you want to go do this and this is like lighting you up. Mm. And I love the fact that my bosses there at the time were so excited to not be like, oh, this is how it's always been done. And they were letting me kind of do my thing. Just go, and right. Just go. And I'm like, that freedom was what, you know, then I was able to help launch and make their entertainment website huge. We back before podcasts were a thing, I was doing like a video podcast, like an entertainment oh, wow. celebrity podcast. Oh, like, wow. So it was me and um, three other women. Okay. And we had this little podcast show that we would host every week. Okay. And it's so That's funny. Fun. Cause I was like, that was wow. way before it's time. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like 2008. Nobody was doing that stuff. Nobody. Uh, 
But it was a lot of fun. And so you so, were just like, yeah, so wait a minute. Now that was before there was, so were you doing these interviews in, in person or on an yeah. internet thing? Yeah. In person, right? Yeah. We were bandwidth wasn't really there yet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So then, you know, AOL, what many people may not even know, like they had a whole music studio, a whole wow. like TV studio that we could go and like invite people to AOL and then wow. they could come and we would film on these big sets. Wow. And it was how fun. so much fun. <laughs> how fun That's is the first that? job. Yeah. I'm like, how did I get so lucky? lucky? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I had an incredible team around me too, which I'm like, man, I could not have asked so, for a so better So like first what, job. what is your role? Like what's the whole role? Is it like producer, interviewer? Like are you doing everything, writing, all this stuff? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of it. Yeah. I was doing the interviewing. I was writing right. the stories for the web. Wow. And, you That's know, awesome. we had like per- video producers who were doing that. Thank Good. goodness. God, I thank been able- God. Yes. That's a whole skill set where I'm like, right. even to this day, I'm like, I'm going to pay somebody to do anything with that because yeah. it does not light me up. No. It does not make me excited. No, 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 no. I used to think I wanted, I actually went through this whole phase of, I wanted a video toaster. So yeah. wait, when you were like not born, there was this thing uh, on an Amiga computer called a, an Amiga video toaster. And it was sort of like, Amiga was this before there was PCs and Macs, there was lots of different mm-hmm. computers. And uh, there's this whole show that was that was made on a video toaster. It's called Babylon 5. They used like oh. 3D graphics anyway. So that was like, wow, I want to play with that toy, right? Mm-hmm. I actually did like this whole thing in the Air Force where the, we had this trainer come out and do this training. And they recorded all of the, the whole thing, like a week long training course on VHS, right? So, and then they had this VHS, like video editing, editing studio. I spent a whole week editing, editing this dumbass video with a video toaster. Oh my God. It was the worst week ever. I was literally alone in a room for a week. I had to like walk out and just go, look, the sun's still there. Okay. Back to editing. It was like the worst. So bless all those video editors out there. I was going to say. Like one hour, one hour was enough to know that I didn't want to do the rest and I was in for a week. (laughs) I don't even think it took me that long. I was like, I took like two seconds. I was like. It takes how long to like export this? I know. (laughs) I know. I I, I wonder, you know, that was one of the things that that came up for me. It was like, uh, there's so much downtime. It's like you do like Mm -hmm. plink, plink, plank, and then wait. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, ugh, you know, so I was like, yeah, I don't need that. Okay. So anyway, that sounds like you, you were having a blast. Yeah, yeah, it was a great first job for sure. Right. So, what happened next? Let's let's get into yeah. what happened next. So, yeah, I mean, well, I probably would have never left, but you know, obviously AOL merges with other companies, and they had right. massive layoffs. So oh. I got laid off. But I mean, like I said, I feel like at that point I had made such a name for myself, and so many celebrity publicists already knew me, and other people in the industry. So ah, you had I mean, a network by that point. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, like I said, this was another, I cannot believe how lucky I am, but it was like, 
Within 48 hours of me losing my job, I had another one lined up. Wow. Holy which cow. Is, That's which crazy. Is nuts. That is I'm nuts. Like, yeah. It's nuts because then later down in my career, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> when you actually have to file for unemployment and you're like, oh, this, uh, is, this is what should have happened in my early 20s. Uh, and didn't. I was too lucky. <laughs> and that, that line, that line is the worst line. You, you, yeah. you never want to be in that line. Oh yeah, it's, it's like a lot. built, especially in New York City. It's oh built. It's built. It's like the 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 walk of shame. It is. <laughs> yep, here I am, and I, you know it's bad. I mean, why do they do that to us? Can, can, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I would say Nevada was better. Nevada didn't make me go stand in line. Like when oh, okay, like I was briefly unemployed. I, mm-hmm. I whenever I said I. Uh, Signed up for um, unemployment. I immediately, re- as soon as I hit submit, I immediately regret it. You know, because <laughs> I was like, I I get it if you need that money to eat or pay rent, but like literally, I was getting like a hundred dollars or something that I didn't mm-hmm. need, right? So I went through all of that shame for a hundred dollars. You know, for like three months, I was like, why did I do that? <laughs> I, why is I was sucking up to my wife, but it wasn't worth it. (laughs) (laughs) If I could go back and unsubmit, I would, but anyway, I digress. So what was the second job? Cause it seems like the second job was okay. At least maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it was good. It was, uh, so I worked, it was a company called Celeb Buzz. So it still exists. Um, But yeah, that was also, I was kind of, it was a brand new startup company. So it was like very bare bones. It was like me and maybe two other people. So it was very much like. No big giant studio anymore. mm -mm. So like filming mm -mm. stuff on my phone, my like (laughs) iPhone four or five. Gotcha. I'm like, what am I doing? Okay. So that's, that's completely different. That's night and day. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I think it taught me how to be super scrappy and also I, I realized I really liked the startup life, okay. which is then how I sort of, you know, like I said, I spent a decade kind of then afterwards just freelancing and doing red carpet reporting. Oh, wow. But after okay. all of that, I actually moved to like the startup life because I was like, oh, I sort of want to work for a startup company doing something a little bit different. Right. I had written so many stories about Kim Kardashian and it was to the point where I'm like, I know all the kids' names, how to spell them and their ages. And I'm like, it's time to get out. <laughs> I need something more meaningful, maybe. <laughs> yes. No offense to the Kardashians. They're right. super sweet. But right, like, right, I'm right. like, my mental space at that point, I was like, okay, time for something new. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm way too full of useless crap in this brain space. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I get that. I totally get yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So... Let's fast forward a little bit and get mm-hmm. like a little because we're uh, man, we're spending oh, wow. a lot time of time. Flies. I know time flies when you're having fun, <laughs> as they say. Yes. Okay, so you're at some point. Let's like get to the point where everything mm-hmm. goes to shit and you blow up your life. So, what were you doing before that? So, I actually started working for like a real estate management company in Manhattan. Wow. It was one of it's one of the largest in the United States, like multi-family uh, places in the United States, and I was working on the marketing team for them. Okay, and it was it was good. I loved my team, but at the end of the day, I knew at that point it was time to start bringing myself back to a position that was giving back to people. 
Okay. And that's what I felt in my heart that I'm like, something needs to give here. So right, right. I think I was starting to go through that a little bit. Right. But then as COVID hit, then I'm suddenly like, oh, now I have all this time to think about what I actually want, what's going on. Um, you know, and it's like I was living with my fiance at the time. Right. And, you know, like many people, when you suddenly are under one roof after only spending like three hours a day together. It gets weird. Change. Things things get, <laughs> it gets weird. Really weird. Yeah. It gets really weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was pretty much, you know, I had that. Then I ended up there were so many things that happened. Sometimes I'm like, how is this a real story? But right, right, I ended right. up in the hospital twice, which I think sometimes the body tells or keeps the score, you know, so I think I was under a lot of stress where okay. I suddenly ended up in the hospital amid COVID and all this other stuff with like That's appendicitis. Ooh, yeah. Yikes. Yeah. So I got that. And then after, you know, I have that surgery a month and a half later, I end up back in the hospital. Okay. Having my gallbladder removed. So. Wow. You don't have many things left. Do you still have your tonsils? I I know. I started like, my friends and I were like taking bets. We're like, which organ is she going to lose next? And I was like, hopefully no others. Let's let's stop. Let's stop. How many do I need to lose? Yes. Okay. All of those things culminating together were making me realize life is so short. It is. And why are we... Why am I sitting here screwing around doing something where I can't wake up and be happy every day? You know, even my love for New York City had started to fade. I was just like, I'm over this. I've been here for almost 15 years. Like, wow, you were in 15 years in New York. Wow. Okay. Okay. But yeah, like I think at the time, then that's when I really had to just, you know, look at myself and say, what's going to make me happy? Okay. And none of those, the relationship, the job, the city, none of that made the list. (laughs) Wow. Okay. All right. So getting out of the hospital, basically, you're like, blah. (laughs) So did, did, did you move immediately like in lockdown or did you, did you wait a while or I waited a little while. I mean, I think part of it was I didn't leave right away because I was still recovering and wanted to make sure like, Hey, if something happens, I want the same surgeon who's already done the last two surgeries on me. So (laughs) yeah, right. (laughs) I know he's a good one. Yeah. Yes. But I I survived. (laughs) I came out of the anesthesia. Everything worked out. Everything was good. Right. Um, but yeah, so I would say like, um, January of 2022 was when I decided I am literally walking away from everything. Everything. I quit my job without anything else lined up. I called off my engagement, broke up with my fiance, moved out of our apartment and I left New York city. And then I went to go live with my parents for like a month. Just nice. (laughs) So that's a thing now that you do. I think it doesn't matter how old you are. You have to go do that. (laughs) You know, what's funny. is like, I feel like I always tried to pride myself and being like, Oh, you know, I graduated college. I, you know, moved to the New York city. I've never moving back in with my parents, but let me tell you at 36 to have your meals cooked for you and your laundry folded every day. Yeah. Freaking amazing. Pretty cool. Right. Well, I think I think your parents are probably like going thinking like, well, she's grown up. She'll probably go get another job. Yeah. 
it's it, I did. It, yeah. it would be different <laughs> if you like graduated college and then immediately mm-hmm. moved back into home, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's the thing that they don't like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's like oh, we're bad people. That's what they're thinking to themselves, right? <laughs> We didn't make yeah. her right. It's all our fault, yeah. right? That's yeah. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So you go and you uh, you get like uh, red carpet treatment from mom and dad. <laughs> yes, it was amazing. <laughs> Good for you. Okay. So then you start writing these notes. So let's talk about yeah. the notes. That, that is yes. this when you start writing the notes. So I started writing the notes when I was still living in New York. Um, You know, I would say following that first surgery. Okay. I started to pull out, like, I can show them. It's so funny. I have all of these, like, colorful Post-it notes. Like, every color you could possibly. Yeah, every yeah. color you can possibly imagine. I love it. And I started writing myself notes every day. All really close to pink and day. purple, but yes, okay. Yes. <laughs> it's all good. Those are the ones I, I, I have other colors. I have other a, colors. I, I'm it's just good. teasing. <laughs> oh, there's yellow, green. Yeah, there, there. Okay, good. <laughs> um, but yeah, like after my surgery, I really felt like being isolated and trying to heal and recover. Right. When you're in COVID, it's not like I was going back to work and socializing with people. So you got I started a lot of writing me myself. Time. You got a lot of me time. Too much me time, probably. But it's that scary. Oh yeah, no. I, I'm gonna go ahead and admit to everybody in the world: like isolation is no joke. Mm-hmm. So isolation is what leads to depression, and depression can kill you. So that's a real yes. disease, and don't don't mess around with uh, isolation. You need mm-hmm. to be around people. Even yep. if they're sleeping. <laughs> yes. I, I, I was listening to Tim Ferriss's podcast the other day. There mm-hmm. was this uh, retired CEO who coaches now. And he says okay. that he hires an assistant to sit and read on a couch in his office while he does work. So he's not alone. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, it makes sense, though. When you understand mm-hmm. the psychology of isolation, right? Yeah. I mean, you could get sure. a dog. Dog works. Which I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> that works too, you know? She's the best little assistant ever. Oh, I yeah. ask for a better one. But, you, you know, know, you look into those eyes and all you see is unconditional love, right? And I know. Uh, there you go. It totally it's works. It yeah. totally works. You don't it feel does. isolated. So when I'm feeling isolated now... So what I do is I listen to podcasts and, you know, Tom, yeah. Tom Petty's my best friend that I've never met oh, and he died. I love Tom Petty. <laughs> oh. I could listen. Can I, tell I, you? I oh. listen to, no, go ahead. Please tell me no, your Tom Petty say. story. Yes. <laughs> He's the best. My parents used to listen to Tom Petty all the time as a okay. kid. I would literally just be like, play Free Fallen again. <laughs> <laughs> free Fallen's a <laughs> great song. Yeah. That was like, you know, I'm just a little kid and that I just could not get enough of his music and I yeah. loved it. So Tom Petty's music is great, but he also has a show. Uh, now he, oh. he died. Okay. So, yes, but, yes. but my, my relationship with Tom Petty after he died changed zero, right? Cause I never met him. Mm-hmm. So I listened to his uh, show. It's called uh, buried treasure on the okay. deep, deep, deep tracks channel on Sirius XM. You can listen to that on repeat forever. There's like nine plus seasons 
And he's wow. just like, he's not funny at all, but him attempting humor is hilarious. <laughs> I'm adding that to my playlist now. <laughs> I have to listen to this. And I listen to like Tim Ferriss podcast, Joe Rogan podcast, mm-hmm. all the good podcasts, you know, ugh, it's like you're sitting there, like especially Tim Ferriss, it, it, he'll make you feel in one sentence, he'll make you go, yeah, I need to try harder. And then in the next sentence, it'll be, but it's okay. <laughs> right. It's like, yes, you need to grow, but it's okay. You need to grow, mm-hmm. but it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's talk about some of uh, some of these affirmations that you uh, that you wrote. Yeah. Because this is kind of yeah. fun. It's huge psychology, right? Like the whole like positive yeah. af- affirmation thing. Yeah. So I mean, I would write everything from "You got this" to you know, "Healing takes time." Totally. Um, you're stronger than you think. You I know, like it. yeah. Um, embrace your scars because you know after <clears throat> totally. my surgeries, I had a lot of scars. Right, but right. then it was also just like you know, your voice is your superpower. Wow, and nice. really, I would literally just post them all over my apartment, like okay. from my computer to my refrigerator to my bathroom mirror. Uh, right. They were everywhere. It That's was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But I loved it, and yeah, yeah. still to this day, I have post-it notes all over the place. That's great just because. I want to be able to see certain things and every once in a while, there's just ones that will speak to you that maybe the last week didn't mean anything, but now this week it actually is like, Oh, that you never it, know. Right. When, the, when yeah. those things are going to come back, it's like mm-hmm. talking, it's your, it's your past self talking to your future self. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Just make sure you don't re- write anything like you really suck. You know, don't do oh, that. Never, <laughs> never. No, no, no. The world I mean, is I, already doing that for you. Oh, seriously. <laughs> you don't even have to walk outside when right. it's happening. Just, just smell Twitter. Oh, yes, yeah. I know I suck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks for the reminder. <laughs> yes, thanks. <laughs> okay, so how did this, uh, this note thing become a thing? Because so, that's... It's, yeah. it's a weird thing to become a thing, I think. It's a weird thing to become a thing. You're right. Yeah. So, yeah. I had all these notes posted around and I was thinking to myself, I know how much they mean to me every day seeing them and what an impact they have. So I was like, why don't I just start an Instagram page called Notes to Self, you know, or well, Notes right. to Self Shop. Right, right. And this is sort of, I just started, you know, using Canva, putting these notes in really colorful, pretty, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah, yeah. Mantras Canva's all great. Over. Shout out Canva. 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 Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sponsor this podcast. No, <laughs> they they want me to pay. I don't. I just use the free oh. account. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but love Canva. So, yeah, but it seemed like almost overnight, like the account grew to over like 20,000 followers. Wow. It was wild. First oh, wow. I was like, are these a bunch of like robots? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, this can't be real. It's right, like, right, right. I started These are all just hoping. like farm people in India, right? They're, yeah, they're not right? real. Right. Yeah. I was like, oh, this Instagram was really only meant for like seven people and like my grandma. You know? Right. <laughs> Your <laughs> grandma's like, on Insta. Wow. Okay. Cool grandma. Crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, she's, she's very cool. Very hip. She's yeah. hip. Yeah. Yes. She's with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, but I thought what was so interesting about it was 
being able to see the real-time feedback from people from all over the world that wow. were landing on my account saying, this affirmation changed my day, or I really needed to see this today. Like, thank yeah, yeah. you. Wow. And you start to realize like, oh, it doesn't even matter what, if there's one bad, you know, never focus on the one bad Yelp review. That's what I, that's my mantra. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah, yeah. there's so many other people that I'm helping through this account. Right. And it, has just been, you know, like I said, I'm doing this for free just because I love to do it. Right. And it's something that I just feel like well, you're it feels already good doing giving it. Back. Right. You're already yeah. doing it. I mean, you just pick up yeah. six from the house, right? And you go, yeah. okay, these will be on Insta today. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But yeah, I mean, then what's crazy is then my Instagram, because so many people were seeing things like loving it. Another part of my healing process was journaling. Okay. But I feel like I kept looking for the, a journal that I was like, I, I just, there's a journal that I want to see, but I can't find it. Okay. And I'm thinking to myself, why don't I just create my own? Okay. Oh, nice. So I decided to create then as like an offshoot of the Instagram, the notes to self 30 day guided journal. Okay. And it exploded. I did not think I would have the same thing. I was like, oh, I'm just going to see what happens. And I'm like, wow, I can well, actually. Well, you kind of again. already kind of like a writer, right? That was your job for a long time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This goes back to that thing you had where to go you remember that. Like, oh, yes. shit, I know how to do that. Oh, what what would happen if I tried? <laughs> Once again, oh, crap. You can make money doing things that you love. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that neat? Isn't it neat Um, when you're super passionate about something and people can feel that vibe from you? Right, Uh, right, right. You know, but like I said, I wanted to make mine super unique. So it's a 30 day guided journal because I think a lot of people get intimidated when it's just a blank page. Like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? Right, right. Totally. So So it's more like a little bit like a fill in the blanker kind of thing. Prompts. Oh, nice. Yeah, there's prompts. And then I have like all, you know, 30 different affirmations that. Some are on the Instagram. Some are brand new just for the journal. Right. So every day you see a note to sell in there along with, then there's also, this is something that I love about Instagram or like those word search where it's like the first three words you see are like your affirmations for May or June, whatever. Right. So I kind of started to make a few of those in here too. So there's like word searches about like self care and, Ah. you know, manifesting the first word you see. And so it's really a fun way where it's a little gamey. Yeah. It keeps it fun. Instead of just being like, Oh, I'm writing. I'm like, Oh, change it up a little bit. Have some fun. Well, nobody wants to do the Stuart Smalley thing, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but affirmations are good anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. You might be too young to know who Stuart Smalley is. Everybody needs You're- to get on YouTube and look up Stuart Smalley. <laughs> Including myself. There you go. So it was a, it was a thing uh, back in the day of uh, it's a guy on Saturday Night Live, Al Franken. He mm-hmm. was he was doing affirmations in the mirror. It was a skit. So oh. it was making fun of affirmations. But that doesn't mean they don't work. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. But everybody of my generation, when they start doing affirmations, that's what they see in their head. They see, I'm strong enough. (laughs) I'm good enough. And gosh darn it, people like me. (laughs) 
So everybody, I'll, I'll put some Stuart Smalley links in the show notes just so you can have a laugh. Okay, so then <clears throat> we're getting close to wrapping up, so so we can't screw around too much. But so when did you decide to write a book? And my goodness, that's got to be a lot of work. Yeah. So like you know, like I said. My story was so crazy just between, yeah, the COVID lockdown, being in this toxic relationship and kind of having, yeah, that I've got to find what makes me happy and life is too short. Right. I realized, like, as I was telling other people just what was happening in my life, everyone's like, that's a book. That is a whole book. And I was like, hmm. (laughs) It's way more than one podcast. That's for sure. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Um, But I just started writing and it was like the words just started going and flowing. And I was like, oh, this is actually going to be a real thing. Like at first I was like, let me see. Right. Writing a book is a labor of love and something that you have to be super excited to do. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Right. But let me tell you, seeing the final copy and knowing that I know it's going to help a lot of women or a lot of people out there who might be going through something else, whether they're like at a crossroads or just feeling completely stuck. Right. I'm just hoping that my story can help inspire them to kind of take that leap. Right. Go after what's going to make them happy and to like, you know, quiet the noise of what society tells you you're supposed to do. Right. And go after what's going to make you happy. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. We call that a veer on this show. You wake up. Yes. And you go, oh. Yeah, this all looks cool, but let's not do this anymore. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I, I kept doing that in my life. Mm-hmm. So so congratulations on all of that. Oh, thank you. It's almost like you're Clouseauing your way to happiness, which I love. You know, mm-hmm. you don't know who Clouseau is either. Sorry. <laughs> so uh, uh, Inspector Clouseau. And Mr. Mm-hmm. Magoo, it's the, sort of like Mr. Magoo would be, be maybe be a, a, a better example. You can go YouTube Mr. Magoo. He was literally blind and he would walk around and everything in the world would just cater to him. <laughs> right. And he would just stumble his way and be the hero of the cartoon. That's so funny. <laughs> so his superpower was he couldn't see very well, but he was really nice. <laughs> Anyway, so you are at, let's see, which one should we use? You're an Instagram notes to self shop. Uh, and then you've got a website for the book, I guess, mostly. Right. And that's, yeah. Notes to self shop. Right. Excellent. Notes to self shop.com. Right. And learn all about pre-order the book. It'll be out July 18th. And then you can also see a lot of my other notes to self. I sell everything from, I actually have like, uh, wall art that oh, you know wow. I sell with the different affirmations from That's the Instagram. Great. Yeah. I sell blank journals that have the affirmations on them. Right. And now this book. So and you've got that free journal, right? Yes. Yeah. The seven days to get out of your own way. See? <laughs> so, I like it. Yeah, because I feel like I wanted to offer people something where if they weren't sure they wanted to buy the notes to self journal, they could Take a it's, look at this. You need to have the demo now, right? It's mm-hmm. like the demo of the game. It's yep. the free thing that teases you into going, yeah, Amber James, she does really rock. Yes. <laughs> oh. You're giving me like, you're making me feel so good. You're like my, my notes of self today. I'm just going to write all the nice things you've said about me. Well, 
Thanks for being on my show. This has been a blast. Um, this has been so much fun. Thank it you went again really for quick. having me. It went really Way quick. Way too fast. Way too fast. So come back and let's talk about like maybe six months in a year or whatever. Let's mm-hmm. let's get more stories from the red carpet. You can tell me how the book launch went, all those good things. Yes. Come back. Awesome. I would love to. I want to see Penny Lane again. <laughs> she was really quiet. <laughs> Oh, she went to sleep. Hey, Penny. She, she slept. Oh, look at her. She's oh, like, she's, so, she's so shy and tired and sweeper. Just say she's walkies. So <laughs> Peanut butter? Oh. <laughs> Peanut butter is her word. Peanut butter to, to perk up. <laughs> All right, Amber, this has been a blast. Yeah, thank you. You have a good one. Talk to you later. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for taking the time to ride along with us on another episode of Vroom Vroom Veer. For podcast info and show notes, be sure to head over to vvveer.com. That's triple V-double-E-R.com. Man, that's fun to say. And we'll catch up with you next time here on Vroom Vroom Veer. Vroom Vroom Veer.